welcome to Between the Bites. My name is Derek, and I'm on the marketing team here at Executech. And today I'm joined by James Fair, our Senior VP of Technical Services. James, how's it going? I'm doing great, Derek. Thanks for the invite. This is, I'm really excited for yeah. this. Today we're going to cover a pretty interesting topic, and it has been given the ominous name of Print Nightmare. So let's get started in an explanation of what's going on. Yeah, sure. So essentially, this kind of started out as a uh, a typical Patch Tuesday, we call it in the IT world. So Tuesday morning or Tuesday night, rather, they uh, Microsoft releases a bunch of patches, and then hopefully things are resolved and, and working in the next day. Um, in this case, they released a patch. There's a couple. They call them CVEs. I don't know if you're familiar, but it's a it's a MITRE designation they give to certain exploits or vulnerabilities found in this mm-hmm. case in Windows. So there were there were a couple of them, and they patched one in June. Originally, they had it tagged as kind of a as kind of a medium high priority. Uh, then they tagged it again as a high priority, and they just kind of kept moving it up the scale. And then a company called Sangfor, they originally found the vulnerabilities. Uh, they thought they were patched. So this company put out a proof of concept uh, demonstrating with code that you could actually attack this vulnerability. And they, and they put it on GitHub so people could you know witness it. Well, they didn't realize that it was not patched all the way. And unfortunately, that code was released to the wild. So uh-huh. it was brought down very quickly. Yeah, it was awful. It was brought down very very fast, but by then it had already been duplicated elsewhere, and then that code was out in the wild. So you can imagine uh, attackers were very excited to get a hold of that. Yeah, yeah. And then on uh, June thirtieth, I think it was about they released a patch, but it was then that we started to discover that they were still vulnerable. It only took a little bit of the uh, of uh, the original code. They should have cha- modified a little bit to get the exploit working again. So as of July first, Microsoft created a new vulnerability of uh, the new CVE code, and it's still not fixed, unfortunately. It's still broken at this point. Really? Okay. So what are your thoughts on that? If they, does it feel like they rushed the patch a little too soon before testing it? Or is there really not a clear way to know if it's going to work 100% ahead of time? <laughs> well, I, th- they rushed a patch. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. yeah they, they were in a hurry to go. So they, they, they pushed it out sooner than it was ready. And interestingly, it, it hasn't been fixed since then, right? This, this still exists out there. They have a patch, but the patch has been breaking things. Some USB printers don't work. Uh, there have been some odd challenges, like uh, the Edge browser doesn't work with ja- some certain Japanese characters now after that print release. So yeah, definitely rolled out too soon in an effort to try to fix a very big glaring vulnerability. Print spoolers are on every computer since Windows 7. That same vulnerability exists in Windows 7 as well as Windows 10 all the additions of server. Um, and this is a big problem for us in the IT world because, you know, people want to print. Uh, the print spooler is used anytime you have a, a computer or excuse me, a printer physically attached to a computer via a hard, you know, a hardware connection. And then it's shared out from that point. So most network environments that we run into, this is something that we do. We have, you know, print spoolers running. So yeah, it's a big deal. Now, with an attack like this, I guess with a lot of the news recently being things like ransomware, where the the gains are pretty obvious of what they're getting out of it, what would someone gain from taking advantage of this weakness in security? Yeah, these unfortunately, this exploit, it's what they call a uh, escalation, so a privileged escalation. So I can actually, I'll try to keep it fairly non-technical. The idea with the print spooler service is that it needed to be able to load additional files. We call them DLL files. They're kind of configuration files. And the idea was to be able to load DLL files on the fly as your printer's updated. It was supposed to be a feature for IT folks like us so we can update uh, printers as the updates come out. Unfortunately, that process, that ability to pull in files and execute them is exploitable. So 
using that same service, I can pull in DLL files that I should never be able to load. And they skip the authenticity check. Um, they skip any kind of permissions check and they just run. So that's really what, where the vulnerability happens is in that execution of remote files. So like anything else, if I can execute code and escalate my privileges, so I'm an administrator on your computer, then I can install things, run things. And yeah, the most likely vector of this is going to be, we're going to push ransomware on your computers because that's what they want to do. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I didn't watch it all the way through, but I did see a, a little clip of a video when I was doing a little research on this of somebody showing an example of what it looks like to take advantage of this. And I think the video was all of three minutes long. <laughs> so it was yeah, a pretty yeah it does not take long, unfortunately. Yeah. So has Microsoft given any timelines on when they'll actually be able to fix this? Because it feels like this has been kind of a long time coming. It's started quite a while back. It feels like um, their response time is pretty slow. Yeah, I, I, my guess is it's a big deal and they don't know how to fix it without breaking printers. So it's kind of a big challenge for them to try to make this work in a way that's secure and that doesn't break every printer out there that's already been deployed. So yeah, it's uh, we're going pretty close to two months now. So it is a long time on a big vulnerability. There are some unofficial solutions out there. Uh, they also have their challenges and cause some problems, but there, there's an unofficial a uh, solution by a company called truesec.com, T-R-U-E-S-E-C.com. And it's about changing the permissions in that system folder to prevent drivers from being run. And supposedly that will resolve the issue. It has some other challenges, like you can't do bi-directional printing on that. So you have to go turn things off, but that probably will be the solution. Either that or it's time to go paperless, right? We've, we've been doing this a long time. Maybe it's time to, yeah. <laughs> to stop printing paper. I don't know. That was my next question is what a business can do to help protect themselves, if anything. So if there is a company that's using an MSP, is there something that can be done outside of that? Or is it pretty cut and dry of we need Microsoft to create some patches to fix the issue? Well, to plug the vulnerability, yeah, it's going to be Microsoft that, you know, it's required. I will say that uh, there are security solutions that can watch for this kind of stuff. Um, they call them continuous monitor monitoring solutions. I don't really have a product to throw out uh, you know, right now, but they're called continuous monitoring solutions. And that allows you to see things that will occur inside your network, such as someone all of a sudden had their privileges escalated. Someone became an administrator suddenly. A new user was created. Those kind of things we should be monitoring for and watching for. So I do recommend, uh, it's a, it's a pretty, you know, going to be a pretty heavy duty security product. And I don't think there's an inexpensive solution out there, but continuous monitoring is probably the only way to solve this outside of Microsoft patching the whole. Yeah. Gotcha. That and the other solution I saw, if you've ever seen the movie Office Space, this has been around that there's now a little memes <laughs> and videos about it. The solution is to take your printers out into a field, just like they did in Office Space. Right. And beat it with a big <laughs> sledgehammer them. <laughs> <laughs> that's an option yeah I, I would not be as many challenges as it folks have with printers i'm sure we would all uh, rejoice and we would all go out and celebrate that in that fashion that's one way to force your organization to go paperless <laughs> sure just have your management upon, team but... printers away <laughs> there you go well, let's see. Is there anything else that should be covered or talked about on this topic? I know it's kind of funny. It's a huge issue. Clearly not an easy one to fix. Seems pretty uh, cut and dry as to where the issue is and what happens. And it's a matter of hurry up and wait for Microsoft to fix it. Is there anything else you'd want to mention or talk about around print nightmare? I think at this point where we are all vulnerable or most of us are vulnerable and we know this, I that's probably a position we're actually in far more often than we realize. Now more than ever is a time to take those those simple security steps, the 
don't click on stuff in your email, right? If you get a alert that says your FedEx package is late, please go to FedEx.com. Type, type in FedEx.com. Don't click on the link in your email. Don't trust email. It's the most common attack vector right now. Be very secure about your passwords. You know, so now's the time to kind of buckle down on the things that we do know work and help prevent this to try to stop this from at least propagating any bigger than it already has. And that actually reminded me of one more question. So you had mentioned one tool out there that might be able to help with you know a couple of drawbacks, of course. How does an organization verify these? Because with the Kaseya issue, for example, they've more or less fixed the issue, but even today they're still having issues with phishing. They got a huge influx of people claiming to be third-party vendors with Kaseya, and it was really just a completely separate malware or phishing attack. So is there a way to verify different tools or different solutions? solutions if you're an organization? Yeah, I, man, I wish there were a good answer to this. The, the truth is that just about every system out there so far that, that MSPs use to maintain massive amounts of systems has been under fire, has been found vulnerable at some point. And I don't think that trend's going to go away anytime soon. Although we may be currently using one that has never been exploited, doesn't mean that tomorrow it won't be. So mm-hmm. to me, it's about rather than taking the stance or in addition to taking the stance of how do we prevent this from happening, there should be a very strong stance inside every organization to say, what do we do if it happens? And I don't want to say when it happens, but if it happens, you know, w- what actions can we take? And in all of these environments where you're handling multiple computers, you want to make sure the scope is limited. So for instance, if, if I personally log into it, I should only be able to see a handful of clients, like the clients I deal with. I should not have access to every single client in the list. And that same kind of principle should always apply. We want to limit the scope of what administrators have available to them or what any user has available to them, such that if any single person gets breached, we can limit at least the amount of damage it goes out. That's great. Yeah, I think i uh- concept that's been used quite a bit back with the colonial pipeline issue and a concept that's been used for as long as as we've been around in in the MSP world is adopting that zero trust mentality when it comes to phishing attacks. Some of them you look and you see what people have fallen for and it seems blatantly obvious, but when it comes to phishing, it's a matter of volume and timing. They're just looking for the person who's in the right state of mind for them to make a mistake. And, you know, if they're going to look for sensitive information and ask questions that would make most people uncomfortable or a little skeptical, they ask enough people, eventually they're going to get that one person who's going to answer the question. So definitely with this kind of stuff going on, the more people that are affected, the more at risk I would think we would be for these other cyber criminals or cyber attackers coming out of the woodwork to try and take advantage of it. So do your research. And if you're not sure, just wait for Microsoft to come out and and fix the issue. Yep. Excellent advice. Thank you. All right. Well, we'll keep an eye on this and uh, post any updates to social media, I'm sure, as we hear back from Microsoft or anybody else on Print Nightmare and when they're going to be able to actually fix the issue. Thank you, James, again for joining us and giving us some information here. Yeah, of course. Talk to you on the next one. Look forward to it. Thanks, Derek. Thanks. Have a good day, all. Bye-bye. Bye.